to the New Vine Lakes podcast. As you listen to this week's message, we pray that your faith truly does come alive in Jesus. Steve has asked me to speak this morning, starting a little mini-series titled Crossroads. And we all come to crossroads in our life. Sometimes uh, they're good. It could be a marriage or a new job or the birth of a child. Or it could be bad. It could be a death, the loss of a job, the loss of a child, the loss of somebody that we love, a divorce, um, families breaking down. But all of us in our lives have many times when we reach a crossroad. And we as a church all uh, understand that children uh, are often, we make decisions to follow Christ as children. I think up to the age of sort of zero to 14 is statistically when a lot of us choose to follow Christ, even if we walk away and, and come back. But Crossroads in people's lives are also a time when they're, uh, they're analysing their life. They're thinking about what priorities are in their lives. They're thinking about often spiritual things. Who am I? Um, why does this all matter? And so uh, we as a church are called to be looking for people on the crossroads. And we can see examples of this. There's two verses that Steve um, wanted to base this series around and they're both in Proverbs. So the first verse um, is found in Proverbs 8, verse 1 to 11. If you've got your Bible, you can read on or the the verse will be, I can't see for the lights, yes, the verse will be up here. So it's Proverbs 8, 1 to 11. It says, does not wisdom call out? Does not understanding raise her voice? At the highest point along the way where the paths meet, she takes her stand. Beside the gate leading into the city, at the entrance, she cries aloud. To you, O people, I call out. I raise my voice to all mankind. You who are simple, gain prudence. You who are foolish, set your hearts on it. Listen, for I have trustworthy things to say. I open my lips to speak what is right. My mouth speaks what is true. For my lips detest wickedness. All the words of my mouth are just. None of them is crooked or perverse. To the discerning, all of them are right. They are upright to those who found knowledge. Choose my instruction instead of silver, knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is more precious than rubies and nothing you desire can compare with her. Here we see God as wisdom taking his stand in the high place. On the paths as people are treading along, he can hear them calling out to them. He calls them to gain prudence, to listen, to have trust, for he has trustworthy things to say. And then also in Proverbs 1, 15 to 23, he begins by warning us against listening to those who plot against others. That's Proverbs 1, 15 to 23 says, My son, do not go along with them. Do not set foot on their paths, for their feet rush into evil. They are swift to shed blood. How useless to spread a net for whoever for sorry, how useless to spread a net where every bird can see it. For these men lie in wait for their own blood, they ambush only themselves. Such are the paths of all who go after ill gotten gain. It takes away the life of those who get it. Out in the open, wisdom calls aloud. She raises her voice in the public square. On top of the wall, she cries out. At the city gate, she makes her speech. 
How long will you who are simple love your simple ways? How long will mockers delight in mockery and fools hate knowledge? Repent at my rebuke, then I will pour out my thoughts to you and I will make known to you my teachings. God warns us that sinful men entice. In verse 15 he says, Do not go along with them, do not set foot on their paths. Then the, unwise, then the unwise and the sinful, first 18, says these men lie in wait for their own blood and they ambush only themselves. So when we follow the path, when we come, if we come to a crossroad and we're not listening to God's voice, then we can, we can take the wrong direction and it's always foolishness. But here's what it says, but wisdom, again, in verse 20 and 21, raises her voice in the public square. God doesn't hide When we're at a crossroads, God's not hidden from us. If we can turn our ear to hear him, he's actually speaking to us quite loudly. It says, on top of the wall, she cries out at the city gate. Wisdom does not hide to ambush or deceive. God's wisdom is open and honest and calls to everyone where everyone can hear. He directs paths at our crossroads if we will just heed his call. Now, in preparing for this morning, God highlighted the parable of the prodigal son for me. And I wasn't quite sure what that had to do with crossroads, right? It's not, it's kind of not necessarily a verse, uh, a story that you would go to if you were looking for wisdom at crossroads. But it was what God highlighted, so I started looking into it. We've already watched um, the story and in, and it's found in Luke chapter 15. And in the beginning of the chapter, um, the Bible tells us who, uh, who Jesus' audience is as he's discussing, um, as he's meeting with people. And in Luke 15 verse 1 to 3, it says this, Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them these parables. And the first parable that we see after, um, after the Pharisees and the keepers of the law are talking about um, who does Jesus think he is eating with sinners and tax collectors, uh, um, the parable of the lost sheep, which probably most of you are familiar with, um, he's the one who never leaves the one behind. He leaves the 99 to find the one sheep that's lost. And Jesus was saying to these sinners, tax collectors and Pharisees alike, my God, our God, doesn't care where you are, where you're hiding. He is the one who never leaves the one behind. And the next parable that he told was the parable of the lost coin, where we hear about somebody has money and they lose one coin and they will clear their whole house to find that one coin because that one coin is of equal value to any other coin that you might have. And so in that way, Jesus is giving the message of it doesn't matter whether you're a tax collector or a sinner or a Pharisee, we all are of equal value in God's eyes. And then we come to the parable of the prodigal son. And I was going to read all of it, but I don't think I will. I think we'll just skip um, skip whoever's doing the verses there to the next verse where we look at um, 
the crossroads of the Father. What, what I began to discover as I was looking at this is that we often view the, um, the story of the prodigal son. Um, traditionally, we look at it thinking uh, the, the prodigal son is the lost. He's the sinner. He's the one who goes his own way and becomes his own God. And, and the father is a picture of, it, of the heavenly father, right? Who welcomes the lost back. But I would like to look at this story with a slightly different lens. We're doing a series of looking for those who are on the crossroads and being there for those, for those who are lost on the crossroads or have a decision to make. So I would like to look at this story through the eyes of the son's return. And he found himself, I think, at a crossroads, yes, when he was starving and he had a choice to make whether to die feeding pigs, who, by the way, that was just the worst job that you could possibly have as a Jew because pigs are seen as total filth and disgusting. They didn't have pet pigs like some people in Australia do. So we find him um, at a crossroads of what to do next and he thinks, I know my dad, right? He loves me. I know he loves me. And although I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I can't have my inheritance because I already have it, he, surely he'd welcome me back as a servant. He doesn't want to see me starve to death. So he goes back to his dad humbly right, as a servant and saying, please, even if I could just be a servant in your house, I'm starving. I know I've done the wrong thing. And he's on his way back, right? He hasn't had to say anything because he's come, here he is. Here we see the picture of coming to the crossroad. The crossroad is in the moment that he approaches his father's house. And this is what we hear the crossroad of the father. We find it in verse 20 to 24. It says, So he got up and went to his father. But where he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servant, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was found, lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. You see, I see here a picture of a hopeful father. Right, he saw his son when he was a long way off. That tells us that he had eyes to look for his son, right? I imagine, like us as parents, okay, we've, imagine if our children were on the wrong path. I, you know, I wouldn't care if my kids stole $10,000 from me and went and squandered it. I mean, I'd care. But if I... <laughs> but if I saw them... If I saw them near death from starvation, coming back to my home, I wouldn't be turning my back on them. And I can imagine this father, like 
You know, I've got this group of women that I have on Messenger and we send prayer requests to each other. And I can just imagine this father sending prayer requests to his mates. I've lost my son. Please pray that he returns home. And we find ourselves at a crossroads of someone who loves somebody so much that they want to see them restored. But I don't think this is just a picture of our Heavenly Father. I think this is a picture of what our Heavenly Father calls us to. To be looking for others on the crossroad. To be that voice that we hear about in Proverbs. It is calling out wisdom to those that we know. We need to be people who haven't given up on those that we know that, don't, that have gone astray or that have never known Jesus. He asks us to pray. He asks us to call others into prayer. He asks us to be looking for others and not just to be focused on ourselves. By way of look, having a look at the other side, we can see the crossroads of the older brother. And we find that in verse... Uh, from verse 28 down to verse 32. It says, The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, Look at all these years I've been slaving for you and you never disobeyed, and I never disobeyed your orders, yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of your uh, this son of yours who squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. And the father replies, "My son, you're always with me and everything I have is yours." But we had to celebrate and be glad because his bro- this brother of yours Notice here the brother's saying, "That son of yours." And now the father says, "This brother of yours." This brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Here we see, no doubt, a hard-working, obedient, self-righteous brother. Like, had he done the right thing his whole life? Absolutely he had. But where was his faith? Where was... What he, where his eyes were. His eyes were on himself. The, the, lo, the lost son had mistreated and misused the grace of his father, no doubt. You know, to ask your parent for you, their inheritance while they were still alive was like saying, I wish you were dead, right? Give me what's mine and I'll be, done, be rid of you. But here we actually see the opposite. We see the son who stayed, but he's equally misusing the grace of his father because he thinks he can earn, right? I have earned this. How dare you? This should all be mine because I have stayed and I have done and I have worked. And he misses the point that an inheritance from our father is an inheritance of grace regardless of anything that we have done. So in a sense, the older son is equally as guilty 
as the younger son. But he just, he just looked right, right? But he wasn't looking beyond himself. Now, don't get me wrong. Obedience to God is really important. Doing the things that God calls us to do is really important. The things that the, the, things that the older son were doing were of great importance. But he missed looking for others on the crossroad because he was so busy being self-righteous and self-important that he missed the heart of grace of God. You see, as Christians, we are called, I'll say it again, we are called to be looking for those on the crossroads. And that's what brings us back into that Proverbs verse. We are called to be the wisdom of God. We are called to be looking for others. And you can just imagine the Pharisees in the room, can't you? So for those of you who don't know, the Pharisees were um, the priests, I suppose, for a better way to describe it. Can you imagine? It's like Jesus has just given them a bit of a dig and a tear because... The Pharisees were so busy trying to look righteous, to do the right things, that they were actually creating a, um, a wall between the tax collectors and the sinners and God. And in fact, the only people that we ever see real, really see Jesus have a go out of the Pharisees and the law keepers because he's like, you are stopping my people from coming to me because of all of the rules and the regulations and the way that you hold yourself in higher esteem than them and they feel like they can never measure up. But what you've missed is grace. What you've missed is where you are is equally through grace. It's as equal to the grace of that is required for the sinner and the tax collector. The father had his eyes on the road for his son coming at the crossroads. The older brother only had his eyes on the task, doing what he needed to earn his place in his family and keep his inheritance. The older brother wasn't available for the prodigal at the crossroads. Are you available for the prodigal at the crossroads? Where are you? You see, I believe in this story that we, it's not just a story of God's love for the prodigal, but an example to the Pharisees and teachers of the law to examine their own heart and how they viewed those at the crossroads. Jesus wasn't just trying to show the tax collectors and the sinners that God would, become, would welcome them home, but I believe Jesus was highlighting our position to us as believers as well. What position are you in? What position are your eyes? Do you merely have your eyes on a task to try and gain the blessing of our Father? Or are we diligently watching for others and pointing them back to God? What is the position of your voice? 
Are you merely worshipping God to please Him? Or are we using our voice to pray for and to call out to others to come home? What is the position of your feet? Are we merely walking the road to heaven on our own, making sure we don't stray from the path? Or are we running to the crossroads to bring as many on the journey as we can? No man left behind. Don't get me wrong. Doing the tasks that we're called to do in obedience is important. Worshipping God is an important part of our faith. And staying on the narrow road and not straying from the path set before us is important. But we do, we have our eyes, our mind and our feet set on seeing, speaking to and leading others to their on their crossroads towards God. You see, back in the Proverbs, we look at God was calling and leading others in wisdom as they came to the crossroads, showing them the direction that they should take, how to stay away from making bad choices that led to death. Are we helping or hindering? Do we have our eyes out for those around us at their crossroads? Are we meeting them there and bringing, the, bringing God's wisdom into their situations? That is the calling that God has for our lives. He said to his disciples, go and make disciples, right? He didn't say go and work really hard at children's ministry. Yes, we can make disciples in children's ministry. He didn't say go and become the best worship leader that you can. Although, yes, people can, can get closer to God through worship. But what he said was, go and make disciples. At the crossroad, the father was making a disciple. At the crossroad, the older brother was not. It doesn't matter how good you are at being a Christian. What matters is, are you being obedient to God? Are you calling others home? Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more resources or to find out what's happening in the life of our church, head to newvinelakes.com.au or find us on social media.